Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeomo. Glad you are learning things about the word of wisdom. I want to thank viewers from all over the world. We appreciate you dearly. Your comments have been very, very encouraging. Uh, our international audience has been wow. The rate at which they follow us is something else. From all, at least I know that there are followers from three different habitable living continents of the world even online right now, because I see their comments from the nations of the world and questions they ask and how blessed they are. Please join me, Royal House, in appreciating these wonderful people online right now. Let's, let's appreciate them. Sincerely, you mean a lot to us. Uh, we are glad that our being on the air is not in vain, and we... Uh, we want to thank God that you have been blessed as well. Let's appreciate Jesus as well for giving us the opportunity and the wisdom. Praise God. Word of wisdom, we are going to continue today and we are bringing it to the last portion. The word of wisdom. The last part of the word of wisdom I want to share with you today is that the word of wisdom can be conditional. Everybody say conditional. Uh, yeah, it can come in a platform of conditions. Praise God. That is, it will come to pass if you fulfill certain conditions. And it will not come to pass if you refuse to fulfill those conditions. So, word of wisdom can come in a conditional platform. There are some incidents in the Old Testament when a prophet will receive a word from God which did not come to pass. It can come as a word of wisdom and it won't come to pass. And it's not that it's not God. It's not that it's not God. It won't come to pass because the conditions for it to come to pass were not fulfilled. Praise God. Or were fulfilled as the case may be. So manifestations of the word of wisdom are conditional depending on the person's obedience. For example, there was a time a man called Ezekiah. Ezekiah was a king in Israel. God told Isaiah to go and tell him that, and he told him via a word of wisdom that he was going to die because it was concerning the future. He wasn't going to die immediately, but that he should put his house in order. He was going to die. Praise the Lord. Remember, word of wisdom is the plan and purpose in the heart of God. And Ezekiah delivered the plan and purpose in the heart of God for Ezekiah's life. Under the present conditions. Isaiah was to tell Ezekiah, set your house in order. Thou shalt surely die and not live. It was a clear-cut revelation in the heart of God. Put your heart in order. You know, the man was sick. Praise God. You know when somebody is sick and sick unto death, it's a 50-50 chance. Will he go? Will he stay? Will he survive? Will he not survive? And the word came that 
Let's turn it there, Second Kings. Let's read it from the Bible so that we can see it clearly. Second Kings chapter 20 and verse 1. He delivered his message and he went away. Uh, okay, in those days was Ezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. You know, let's say, say and thou shalt die. It could have been, okay, let's back to the, but he said, you will not live. This one is not a guesswork. It's directly from the mind of God. Most Christians and this one will say, oh, Lord, your will be done. Praise God. And some people will give up and say, well, you know, it's the, wish, the wishes of God be done and so on. But uh, Ezekiah decided, no, there are still conditions. Ezekiah turned his face. I mean, Isaiah delivered his message here. And who can tell me the message he delivered? Is it what kind of message will look all this? Out of the gifts of the Spirit, what kind of, uh, a word, of uh, word of wisdom? Because it had to do with a man's future. It had to do with the plans and purposes in the heart of God concerning a man's future. So, it's word of wisdom. Praise God. If it was addressing the present, what would it have been? Word of knowledge. Very good. You see, you are now an expert. In the gifts of the spirit now. All right. Praise God. After I delivered this message, Ezekiah turned. Ezekiah turned his face to the wall and repented of his wrongdoings. He cried. He prayed unto God. And he asked the Lord to remember him. He reminded God that he walked before God wholeheartedly in times past. Praise God. He told God that he had kept his commandments, even though he had missed it in certain areas. He said he had kept his commandments. Praise God. And the Bible makes us to understand that Ezekiah repented. And when he repented, the Bible says Isaiah had barely got to the court, you know, because he went to see the king in his inner chambers. In those days, uh, before you you come to the king's palace, there's the outer court where many people can, can be. The inner court is the inner place. The king expresses himself. And uh, it's a level of qualification to enter the inner court. But again, the king was in his bed chambers. So it was inside, inside. So Isaiah had left the bed chambers was coming out he had got to the uh, to the court and by the time he was there that means he hasn't even got into the gates the Lord spoke to him again he said go back huh? he said go back let's go to 5 and 6 Second Kings 25 and 6 now 5 and 6 Go back, give Ezekiah another word of wisdom. That's not how uh, the Lord told him to go and give him another word of wisdom. We are the ones discerning that is word of wisdom. Because the word he was going to go and tell him again 
is concerning his what? His future. He said, turn again and tell Ezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus said the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. Wow. So God can hear that fast. He says, I have heard thy prayer. A man just left the chambers, the bedchambers of the king. He had not got to the court. God was already sending him back that he had heard what? His prayers. There's somebody here, God will hear you. Uh, he's never on holiday. He will hear you. The, the Bible says he that watches over Israel does not sleep nor slumber. I say God will hear you. Some of you here before the 31st of December, the promises that God had said since January, pandemic thought he would take it, pandemic shook it, pandemic denied it, denied it, but I say it's not over for you. I say God will hear you. Oh, somebody in the nations, you are listening to this message. I say God will hear you. He will answer your prayers. If you believe it, say good amen. Oh, we are teaching about the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, and I think it's in operation right now. Praise God. This man prayed to God, and God heard him. And look at what happened. The Bible says, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Yes? And I will add unto thy days 15 years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Wow. David must have been a man that touched God's heart. This was after David's death. God is still saying he will fulfill some things. Ah, may it be said of you that everyone is still committed. Wow. This is a very powerful thing. He must have taught the heart of God truly. May you touch the heart of your maker in the name of Jesus. Somebody said to me once, he said, ah, how can you touch the heart of your maker? I said, ah, how did David, look at him. How did he touch the heart of his maker? One of the things you will quickly say about David, what is the first thing that will come out of your mouth concerning David? Huh? Worship and uh, praise. He touched the heart of his God. And he said, every time we are giving, you have been given privilege when it comes to declare his praise service, Sunday service, even midweek service, every service. And to praise God sometimes, you just look and you don't want to praise him. I believe that David was one person that there was not a dull moment when he came to praising God. May God give you wisdom in the name of Jesus. He said, I'm going to give him 15 more years. Listen to this. In the first prophecy or word of wisdom that came to David, I mean that came to Ezekiah, and in the second prophecy or word of wisdom that came to Ezekiah, we are every, I mean, both, both word of prophecy, both word of wisdom were conditional. Do you agree with that? Both were conditional. It's a Bible study, so let's flex 
a little bit of our understanding. They were both conditional. Do we agree with it? What was the first word of wisdom that was given to David? Our time is fast. Let's quickly do this. What was the first, I mean, that was, did I say David? Oh. First word of wisdom that was given to Ezekiel. What was the first one? He would die. If you put his house in order, he would die. What was the second one given to him? He will not die, but uh, live. Uh -huh. And how many years will be added to him? 15 years. Okay, did it change the first prophecy? I mean, the first prophecy, the first word of wisdom. Did it change it? Why did he say it didn't change it? Huh? He still died. No. Uh, so he changed it. The, the death in the first one was supposed to be immediately or 15 years. Uh -huh, 15 wasn't even given. It was, we were not told. Uh, we had designed it. Praise God. The word given to him was that he should put his house in order. He would surely die. Uh -huh. So somebody who is already sick unto death, he cannot live 15 years. Seeking or being sick unto death simply means a few more days. Put it in order. And the days given is for you to do what? Put it in order. Amen? But he changed it. Did he change it? He changed it. And after he changed it, that's what gave birth to the second prophecy. That's what gave birth to the second prophecy. Praise God. The second one came and says now it's going to be 15 years. Now I'm asking you a question. Did he change the first one? He said yes. Could he have changed the second one? Yes. Yes. He could have changed it. <laughs> Praise God. He could have changed it. Because according to the second word of wisdom, Ezekiel would have been spared how many years? 15 years. But he could have changed the second one also, like he changed the first one, just by obeying a principle. Isaiah 43, 26. Let's go there. Isaiah 46. 43, sorry. 26. What does it say there? Put me in remembrance and let us what? Let us what? Plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be what? Justified. So God is saying here, if he brought strong reasons, if he pleaded with him and he brought strong reasons, what will God do? What will God do? He will change his mind. He will change his mind. If you can plead your case, if you can come with strong reasons, many of you, you want to walk in good places, but you have no strong reasons. Because God is not too sure. 
Whether even when you get there, you are going to deny Christ. I say, no, I'm not part of those weird people. And he said, these weird people call Christians. He said, hey, they are not clear. We don't know where you are. Praise God. Some people have not made, you have not made a headway yet because you don't have a strong reason for God to give you what you say you want. There's nothing to plead your case with. Amen? Are you going to be a light in the world? Are you going to be the salt of the earth there? Are you promising God that everyone that doesn't have light there, through your light, they will see light? But you see, we are not sure. The light you are shining very dull. We are not sure. Praise God. Ouch. Amen. 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 Are you learning something? All right. Let's look at another example of conditional word of uh, wisdom going forth. That's another one in the life of Jonah. How many people remember Jonah? Jonah in Nineveh. God spoke to the prophet Jonah and gave him a word of wisdom in Nineveh. That Nineveh was going to be destroyed. That's a word of wisdom. It's concerning the future of a city. The plan and what was in the mind of God for that city was destruction. And why were they going to be destroyed? Who can tell me why they were going to be destroyed? Again, why was it in the plan of God that Nineveh was going to be destroyed? Huh? Yeah, they were enemies of who? Yes, they were enemies of God. In that, they were living in disobedience. But if the people of that great city would repent and return to God, what did God say he would do for them? What did God say he would do? According to the instruction, he gave Jonah. He asked Jonah to go and tell them that they would die. That the city will be destroyed. But Jonah did not go. Why didn't Jonah go? Who can tell me why Jonah did not go to Nineveh? Again? If you know it, let me see your hand up. Okay. Sister, tell us. Why? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Clap for yourself. Now, join me in clapping for her. I like the way she put it. I like the way she put it. He had judged them that they didn't deserve Even if God wanted to say they didn't deserve it. And ask people like that these days. Praise God. We have helped God to judge that this person doesn't deserve it. So in order that this, that destruction will be as God has said it, so Jonah went the opposite direction. Let them not even get a chance or opportunity to change their mind. Because he knows God that if these people change their mind, God will forgive them. So have you been in that position before? That you really want God to do it out? Huh? 
<laughs> Every time I read that guy in the book of Jonah, ah, I see a lot of people around me. I see a lot of people. I see, I see. Praise God. Don't worry, you are not one of those I see. Praise God. But that's just the human nature. God will have mercy on us in Jesus' name. And the next minute, we are the one asking for mercy. Then, people who God wants to extend mercy to, you say, no, they don't deserve it. Ah, that's a Pharisee and a Sadducee. Amen? God will keep us away from that nature and character in Jesus' name. Yeah, Jonah didn't care whether Nineveh was destroyed or not. He didn't care. Say, God, destroy them. They don't deserve it. Praise God. But you see, what Jonah eventually delivered to Nineveh was the word of God. That's after the experience of the whale and all that. Eventually turned, he went and delivered the message. And the message was conditional. Was it, not, was it not so? That if the people would repent, God would change his mind. And did God change his mind? Yes. Why did he change his mind? Because they repented. They changed their mind. Praise God. Although later on, you can read the book of Nahum, they changed their mind again. Like most people would do. Say, I changed my mind today. But the day after, change your mind again the other way. So God eventually, but the point here is that the word of knowledge was conditional. They fulfilled the conditions. And what did God do? God averted the destruction. Praise God. And that's why some of us need to be careful when we are judging prophecies. When we are judging what is in the mind of God, God can change his mind. Amen. God might have said, look at this person. This, I'm going to do so, so, and so to this person. And you heard that. But do you know that in the middle of the night, the same person can repent? I've seen a king, the most, reputed to be the most wicked king in Israel. He repented and God forgave him. Praise God. So, be careful not to... I'm saying this because in the present day we are. Uh, quickly, you have seen men of God prophesy that there's going to be so many disasters unless uh, there's prayers that go up. And uh, people of God have gathered. They've prayed. And God changed his mind. And those disasters did not come to pass. Then you bring out the man of God and try and tear him down that what he says doesn't come to pass. Don't say that. You don't know what happened behind closed doors. Were you there when Nineveh was repenting? You were not there. Were you there when Ezekiah turned to the wall? You were not there. It was inside the bedroom chambers. It's restricted area. Not everybody hears those kind of conversation the king makes in his private chambers. That's why it's also dangerous to be fighting another believer. Because he might have made his peace with his maker. And when you fight him, you are now fighting against God. That's why even God himself, he made his heart clear. He doesn't want the death of uh, sinners. He doesn't want it. He's always willing that men would repent. To the last minute. And that's why he can save to the uttermost. 
the thief that was condemned with Jesus. Excuse me. Did Jesus condemn him? No. Even that thief, he said, one said, save me. He said, today you will see me in paradise. God forgive me. Do you know how many people that thief has killed? Did it come up? No. Why? Because he doesn't like the death of sinners. The other one on the other side, what did he say? If you are the son of God, save yourself. Praise God. He said, don't mind this guy. He's a joker like us. Praise God. And obviously, we know where he would have ended up. Praise God. Amen. Glory be to God. There was a practical experience that I would want to share then we close because of our communion still tonight. Uh, of a man of God once that was discussing with another man of God. He had just shown him his beautiful facility, I think thousands of cedar auditorium, and this man of God was going. It's Kenneth E. E. e, e Kenneth E. Egan of Blessed Memory. That's Kenneth, Kenneth Egan Senior. The father of the Word of Faith movement, you can call him. So after he had spoken, they have shared and talked about a lot of things. And Egan Senior had entered his vehicle, was just about to be going. Then God gave him a word for the man of God that he had just visited his facility. He said, get out of your vehicle and go and tell him these three words. The first one is this. The guy was to judge himself. He was to judge himself because he was grossly overweight. The man of God didn't have control over his appetite. He ate and ate and ate. He could eat everything. Praise God. When you say fasting, he's the first person to break the fast, during breakfast. You understand? He wasn't just watching it. He was just, uh, perhaps he was fasting like, my, like one of my children who would say, ah, but I thought you are fasting. He say, you say uh, I, I, I'm fasting. After breakfast, I will fast. When you eat lunch again, you say, I will fast between lunch and dinner. But that one too is fasting. Uh, it was like that. It was just eating and eating and eating, which was not good. Number two, the second thing the Lord told him to say to the judge, I mean, for him to do was to judge money. The man wasn't, uh, the man man wasn't uh, prudent with money. He wasn't prudent. You see, I look at many people, they say, ah, Money is not their problem. You know, uh, they can't be tempted with money. Uh, I asked them, have you seen money? Real money. Maybe you are not tempted because there's nothing to steal. When you see real money, you ask yourself, oh, maybe I should take some of it home. Praise God. That time, uh, we, were, we were talking uh, some time ago. It was a company of uh, pastors. You say, so one was saying, uh, no woman in this world can tempt me. No woman can tempt me. Then I just looked at it. How many women are in your church? I found out that there weren't enough women. When I asked him statistics of the age range, 
I said, oh, you haven't seen anything. When you see different shapes and different sizes, you shine yourself very well. You know that you don't, don't just open your mouth and talk that way. Praise God. Many people can say all sorts because they haven't seen real things. Praise God. So he told him, he said, go and tell this man, one was weight, the other was money, and the third one was to judge himself on love. The man of God did not love to the degree God expected a man like that to love. That people could offend you, but forgive them. Don't harbor people in your heart. It seems that he had gone through many hurts and many people had hurt him. So there were still things he was harboring in his heart. Now, all these words of wisdom were what? They were conditional. Thank you very much. They were conditional. Of course, if he repented of the things that God sent the man of God to tell him, the other man of God to tell him, he could have, uh, God would have restored him or restrained the enemy from him or would not have allowed things to go south. But, of course, like most cases, he, he didn't pay attention. He didn't listen. And of course, unfortunately, he took an early flight. He took an early flight. And those are things we need to be careful of. We need to pay attention, pay heed to the things of God. Let us look quickly at 1 Corinthians 11, 30 and 31. You see? All the, what that the man of God asked him to do was to judge himself. There are some things. He said, judge yourself so that you will not be judged. There are just some things you should put in proper... Uh, my, my father told me this a few days ago. He said, first impression. You don't get a second chance at first impression. You know, they say this common saying that first impression lasts longer. You don't get a second chance at first impression. You don't. You do it right the first time. For this course, he's talking about the communion now. He said, for this course, many are weak and sickly among you. Why? And many sleep. That is, many take, many die. The sleeping is talking about in the early church days, they don't call death death. They, just, they say sleep. It's asleep. Remember when Jesus said, Lazarus is asleep. They say, if he's asleep, let's go and wake him up. They haven't gotten the language there. Because we are still, everybody who sleeps, according to scripture, will still wake up, right? When will they wake up? When will they wake up? I've thought this year, don't let them take my license in heaven. (laughs) When will they wake up? All those who die in Christ, when will they wake up? Adi, hey, I'm in trouble. Ami, Adi, what? Adi rapture. Okay, it's called it resurrection morning. Uh, we don't know whether it's morning or evening, or don't hold me to that. It says at the resurrection morning because Jesus rules in the morning. So saints are also believing God because as He is, so are we. You know, they will quote all the scriptures to support that. But the Bible did not tell us the hour nor the time. 
Mm-hmm. But he said, oh, when you sleep, you will wake up. What, what about time zone? Praise God. The time some people are waking up here, some people are having lunch in the other part of the world. Some people are having dinner in another part of the world. So you don't know the time. And it's, okay, maybe we should check the time zone in Israel because that's God's. <laughs> Let me not go through uh, Bible, Bible interpretation for you. Praise God. For this cause, many, many do sleep. Okay, 31. For if we would judge ourselves, you see that scripture again? If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. If we would judge ourselves, is this thing good? Judge it yourself. Don't explain it away. Judge it yourself. Is this a good thing? Should your name be mentioned amongst things like this? Judge it yourself. Why should you explain? If I explain, you don't need to explain anything. If you are waiting for explanation, you may not even get the opportunity to be explained. So, judge yourself. Amen. And God will help all of us in Jesus' name. Have you been blessed? Because here, Paul was saying, this is why sometimes many are sick among you. This is why we are sickly. Praise God. Now, don't get that wrong. It's not that Everybody that falls sick now, you look at the person, is a sinner. Mm-mm, that's not what the scripture is saying. Amen? Amen? Amen. I've learned to balance things up. Otherwise, when you see some people quote what you said, you say, ah, that's not what I was saying. Amen? Praise God. Amen to Jesus. Glory be to God. Let's put our hands together for Jesus, and let me ask one or two questions. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services every Sunday live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and our Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.